brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Catch the show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon on Check. 10 o'clock in downtown Vancouver. We're in the Paul Carson studio. Donnie and Dolly, the team on Check. Thanks for tuning in, folks. It's Don Taylor with Rick Dollywall, Ryan Henderson. At the controls, our director is Derek Wong. Donnie and Dolly presented by Able Auctions. If you have assets, inventory, or equipment that you need to sell, email sales at ableauctions.ca. And King of Floors, your vinyl laminate and engineered flooring superstar. So uh, the Canucks lay an egg yesterday, 6-3 in Ottawa. They lose. They go one for four against Ottawa in that particular uh, set. Canucks in Toronto tonight to play the Leafs, so a back-to-back situation. And there's some news roster-wise, some news that we've – uh, speculated on all week. Well, we've speculated about Cole in for quite a bit uh, now, and and we found out last night that it looked good that he was going to play tonight against uh, Toronto. It's going to be his NHL debut, and guess what? Cole in is in the lineup. Uh, Chatfield's going to get in. Harolik and Ulevi are going to be out. Is Harolik? I've confirmed is out. Ulevi, we're going to guess is the guy. Ulevi only Ulevi only had three uh, shifts. Um, shifts in the first period, so. Uh, he had a bit of a tough night, so it looks like he could be the uh, odd man out on the blue line. But Cole Lynn, everybody says, play the kids, play the kids, play the kids. Well, tonight, you're going to see Cole Lynn. And he will be wearing number 78. You thought that was Per Old uh, yeah, was just joking old, old number, you. but uh, he wore 16. Per- He's the first player to wear 78. Uh, Cole Lynn is, first mm-hmm. connect to play, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just joking with you because you, uh, you always say, you know, a number and all. Peril of Brassar was one of my favorite uh, players growing up. He was number 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people thought it was 78, but... No, I wasn't. I was wasn't, just joking. It was only you. Okay, we're going to do the highlights here? We good, Ryan? How are these highlights? Well, I mean, you hate them. Yeah. But that's fine. I'm, just, I'm doing just, my best. I'm new to video editing, video that's production. Right. That's and, right. you know, you being the 75-year veteran of TV, you come in here every day at, you know, 9.59, ripping and tearing, oh! and, you know, oh! throwing oh! them all onto the cutting room oh! floor. So I'm trying my best. Where does I hope this people, come from? I hope people, you know, appreciate my efforts what, with what these I highlights. I, how are the highlights? And you go on this No, giant because I know why you're speech. saying it like that. You're saying it like that, like, mm, how are these highlights? Are they up to my standard? I, I apologize for these highlights before we, <laughs> we run Terrific. Okay, there is one, one highlight missing. There's one massive highlight yes. missing, and we weren't able to access it. No. I, I don't know why, but, but we're talking are. about Travis Green blistering his team oh. at the start of the second, or near the start of the second period. Time out. He took the time out, and he just yeah. absolutely let, carved them. Let, let's talk well, about why? that later. Pardon yeah. me. Why, why have the masks, by the way? 
with the coaches. Right. Why make that mandatory? It's in, in any key moment, they pull it down because they want to get their point across. They're getting tested anyway. I just, I know it's probably an optics it's percentages. thing. Percentages. It's an I mean, optics you, you, thing it's, more than it's, it is. You know, you, okay, you, you pull the mask down to, to scream. I, I get all that. But, you know, throughout most of the game, you are wearing the mask, so it helps somewhat. It's, yeah, a, but, vis- but it's it, a visual. But it, okay, you're no, but it's me- all about droplets and stuff when you're screaming. Okay, you're, you're, Doc. You're, well, no, it is, though. They've like all the had it, Ryan. They're not going to get but it. That's why, the, but that's why, is it just purely optics? Like, the NHL just wants to be like, hey, look, we're doing something good by having the coaches wear masks? Okay, like, you're telling me, and we're going to get to the highlights in a second, apparently. They must not, this package must not be good because you're, you're stalling for time here. Highlight package. If they weren't wearing, wearing, if they weren't wearing a mask, how much of a problem would that be for you? You'd be no, no, screaming no. bloody no, I murder. Wouldn't, so I would wouldn't. You. No, I wouldn't. Because I'll tell you why. Because again, right. uh, they're, they're, they're almost the, wor- the world today. Everybody complains about everything. No, no. I'm just simply. He's wearing saying, a mask. It's awful. I'm, Come on. No, but I'm just simply saying, if they're all getting tested and they're all basically in a bubble, w- what's the use? Like what, what, I I don't understand the the point of it. If if they were separate people and stuff, absolutely hundred percent. But they're basically all together and they're getting tested. And and now most of the teams. I guess had they COVID. don't want to take a chance. I I, I, I guess. Well, I, I, like I say that. though, if they're just going to pull it down when they scream and yell, what's the point? Anyway, that's my two cents. Get I'd to lo- this. I'd love to see it in the highlight package. Get to this terrible highlight package. You two have been it's fighting. Not, like- it's not terrible. First period, let's pick it up. Rock and roll there, Derek. Two minutes in. <laughs> Victor Mete uh, splits Ole Ulevi and Tyler Myers. Beach Thatcher Demko. Mete, Ulevi's old London D partner. Maybe you knew something about him. His first is to send one nothing uh, for the home team. Early second period now, Canuck disaster. Chris Turney outmuscles Alex Edler in front. The twine bulges. Speaking of former London Knights, isn't the whole league a former London Knight? 2 nothing, Silver 7. Sands get another half a minute later. After a JT Miller giveaway, Brady Kachuk outmuscles Miller and finds Josh Norris. The kid's so impressive, they named a trophy after him. His 15 3-0 as we look at the replay. After a Travis Green blistering, Canucks respond. Tyler Meyer, Shania, the big guy's fifth. Life for the Canucks. It's 3-1. Less than a minute later, though. Again, horrid. And I mean horrid Vancouver coverage. And Thomas Shabbat, such a great player, takes advantage 4-1. He's on the ice half the game. Canucks get it back. Tyler Mott hustling. Strips Hogberg out front to Jake for 10. And wearing Darcy Road as old number 18. Jake's fifth, 4-2. But again, the Senators will answer. They're a plucky bunch. Stretch to Brady Kachuk. He had a Gordie Howe hat trick in this game. His 16th, 5 2. Canucks pull Thatcher Demko early, and Colin White takes advantage. Long range into the yawning cage. Brandon Sutter would add a goal in garbage time. Didn't matter. 6 3 Ottawa final. Canucks and Toronto uh, tonight, or 4 o'clock Pacific, uh, with Braden Holpe. Yeah, in goals. Did, did you have a problem with him starting Thatcher Demko yesterday? Yeah. Easy yeah. to say now, hindsight is twenty twenty. It is. And, um, you know, Demko wasn't 100%. He had that slight injury at the game day skate on Monday. But you know what? He went with him, and you can't blame Demko. There wasn't a lot of help for him last night. If You know, if, when I look at Travis Green and the changes today, you know, and I'm taking some shots for saying Cole Lynn's not going to get in the lineup until they're mathematically out. But here's what's changed. He's not happy with his forward group, and he shouldn't be happy with his forward group right now. They, he said they look tired physically and mentally, okay? Three losses in their last four. 
so everything's now fresh bodies. You've got now, Donnie, 14 games coming up in 22 nights. You can't just keep going with the same crew over and over. If they were winning, you would not see Cole in tonight. They are losing. They are tired. The They're mentally, the, physically. The master of the obvious. So yeah. if they were winning, so, but that's he why wouldn't he's change his lineup. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's right. Because I'm getting the shots now. Because I and said, you should. And Cole Lynn, I, I said, and so is Thomas Drance. A week ago, Thomas Drance asked Travis well, Thomas Green. Thomas isn't on the show. You just are. Just listen to me. He asked uh, Green, are you going to play Cole Lynn a week ago? And Green flipped out. He doesn't want to play the kids. He wants to win, wants to get in the playoffs. But right now, the circumstances are they are tired. Okay. They got 14 games in 20. 22 nights, and he needs fresh bodies. Yeah, I, I think what's changed is what you said off the top here is that he's not he's not happy with some of the he's not happy more experienced players. So and let's see what happens with uh, Cole Lynn. And we we talked about it, you know, with, with Montreal, right? I, I you know they're playing youngsters right now. He misses Patterson. Let's be honest. If you, if you're Travis Green, you're missing Patterson and Brock Besser. Uh, boy, uh, Besser's got to get going. And, you know, he's got one goal in his last eight, I think. And when you're missing a guy like Patterson, you look to a guy like uh, Besser to pick up the slack. Okay, we, we talk about bad decisions. And the one that really bothered me yesterday, we didn't see it in the highlight package. J.T. Miller? But uh, J.T. Miller and, you know, on his backhand, throwing the puck yeah. into the middle of the ice in his own zone. Yep. And... um we didn't hear him talk about that, but he said he referred to bad decisions, and maybe you make more of those uh, when you when you're tired, and then JT Mentally ends up getting and getting out muscled by Kachuk, who by the way is a hell of a hockey player uh, on, on that same play. So a lot of bad decisions, and you, you levy in Myers on that goal by Mete Victor Mete. I mean, he's you know picked up on waivers, splits. Uh, those two and I, no communication. Myers committed there. to the wrong yeah. person in, in the neutral zone, and, and Yulevi didn't read yeah. it, and his old teammate ends up scoring. I, I want to mention Cole Lynn. Uh He has not played a game since March third. That was in Utica. Mm-hmm. That's almost two months ago. And, and so it, don't expect much. It, so I don't know right now if he's going to be in the top six or the bottom six. Just be uh, patient with this kid. Hasn't played in two months, and now they're going to be thrown into a National Hockey League game against one of the better teams in the league. Just uh, don't expect too much tonight from the kid. Okay. Um, by the way, the game starts at, 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 man, we have such great customers here. I said 4 o'clock. 4:30. The inbox uh, yeah. uh, flooded. We, Don, what are you talking about? It's, yeah. it, it's, it's 4.30. You can text us, by the way, 604-200-9494. Uh, Let's hear from Travis Green today. We heard yeah. from him yesterday, moments ago. This is Travis Green moments ago uh, in Toronto talking about the insertion of Cole Lind. You said, Rick, he hasn't played in uh, almost two months, but March five 30. goals, eight points in eight games yeah. uh, with Utica uh, this season. Had the big, big season uh, with Kelowna in 17, 18, 95 points, I want to say. Yeah, it was 95 points and 44 uh, points with the Comets uh, last season. Yep, and uh, again, he hasn't played in close to two months. Uh, be cautious on what you think. I'm going to be interested to see uh, where he is tonight, top six or bottom six. That's going to be interesting to see because right now Travis has had bottom six guys in the top six in the last few games. Uh, so let's see where they put Cole in in a position to succeed tonight offensively if they put him in the top six. All right, uh, Ryan's in a snit right oh, now. Oh, of course he is. You I guys have been fighting for two hours now. Criticize the, the, the highlights, which were just fine, uh, by the way. I've got to smooth that over. Yeah. Time now, he's got his back turned to me. Uh, time now for the poll question presented by White Spot. We have yeah. time for the uh, poll question there, big guy, Ryan? 
No, let's just throw the poll question in. It, <laughs> it's the white. <laughs> oh, he's mad. He's oh, mad. Oh my now. god. Oh, you can tell he's it's mad. It's the uh, white spot uh, poll question. Rock and roll. All right. Uh, what is the Canucks' number one on ice problem right now? Uh, COVID fatigue, Patterson's absence, <laughs> coaching. They're not good enough. Look, this is a landslide. It, it's, there they're four? not good enough. Sixty-four uh, percent. Uh, COVID uh, uh, fatigue, twenty-two. Patterson's absence, uh, nine. And 3% are blaming the coach, Travis Green. 700 votes already. So it, it's the roster. And, and it, this is the roster after seven years. And uh, But we're told that in two more years, it's going to turn around. Yeah. All right. There's the, uh, the, the results there. All right. Here's what's coming up uh, on the show. You seem down today. You don't seem no, as No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not, I'm just getting ripped on the text line. That's See, uh, there you go. Now we know the real re- Don't worry about, you know, people criticizing you. Don't worry about that. They're, they're criticizing all of us here. It's fine. And they should be. Uh, let me say, let me, let me tell people what's coming up on, on the show. DTMZ, Is It Just Me, uh, Big Ride, The Twitter Guy, All Ahead. John Shannon is going to join us just after 11 o'clock. John, such a, such wow. a, a well-respected television uh, producer back in the day, now does analysis. But we'll talk to him about that NHL the deal. The new deal, yeah, yeah. He'll have the goods. Uh, with TNT and, and ESPN, uh, all of that. So that's just after 11 o'clock, and John's from BC. He'll have an opinion or two on, on the Canucks. Up next, speaking Canucks talking about the NFL draft and about the CFL. TSN's Farhan Lalji. That's next. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Donnie and Dolly. The- by White Spot, just like our poll question. Black truffle cheese and mushroom burger. That's what I'm talking about. Try White Spot's new adventurous burger lineup. After all, burgers are kind of our thing. On now for a limited time at White Spot. We'll see you soon. Uh, we're joined now in the wake of a 6-3 Canucks uh, loss in Ottawa. They play today, 4-30, uh, against Toronto Pacific Time by Farhan Lalji of TSN. Long time no talk to you. How are you, sir? I am good. Delighted to be back home with you guys after all this time. And as is tradition, Henderson was late calling me coming out of break. So this is good. We should be able to just slip on the glove. He's having a tough day today, uh, Farhan. T- take it easy on Ryan. He's in a bad mood. There's a, there's a lot to it. So t- take it take it easy. Uh, all right. Um, uh, just your response to the uh, Canucks inserting Cole Lynn into the lineup today. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Uh, and, you know, I think some of us have wanted to see it for a while, but still a lot of games left for us to be able to see what Cole Lind can offer. And, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of people who believe the Canucks should just mail it in and play a bunch of the young kids. Uh, and truthfully, there really aren't that many young kids to necessarily play, but Cole Lind is definitely one of them. And I, and I know down the road people want to see Jack Rathbone as well. And it's not just that they should be throwing in the towel. It's just that the limited options they've got right now even if they're trying to make the playoffs, I don't think they're hurting themselves by putting Cole Lind in the lineup, right? Whether it's Jace Harlick, who's going to be scratched today, Jimmy Vesey, who just hasn't shown us much outside of the first couple of games when he got here, uh, and there's other guys in that lineup that you can easily just pluck out, and it's not going to make that big of a difference. I think you've got a chance to have a guy come into the lineup that has a chance to give you some offense and just give you some fresh legs and some enthusiasm. And I know when a guy plays his first game, I think the veterans and others in the room rally around that a little bit. So I, I think it's the right time and the right decision to make to get him in. Let me ask you the white spot poll question for hand. What's the Canucks number one problem uh, right now as they lose three of four versus Ottawa COVID fatigue, uh, Pedersen's absence. They're just not good enough coaching. What do you think? I think they're just not good enough. 
And look, I, I think that there's going to be a cross-section here of people who think they're not good enough versus what COVID has done to them because they were playing pretty well prior to COVID. But really, when you look at how some of those games went, that was goaltending that was carrying them. So I think sometimes you, you can get fooled by that. And I think there were times last year, especially in that Vegas series in the bubble where Canuck fans might have got fooled by a little bit. I think this roster flat out isn't good enough. And does COVID have an impact? Yes. I think the coaching is just fine, uh, given the roster that's there. Uh, you know, I'm certainly among those who believe that Travis Green should have been signed to an extension long ago. But when you look at this roster and you break down, not just people want to complain about the bottom six and how it's perpetually been a problem for the last six years. The top six isn't good enough either. And when Elias Pettersson was in the lineup, he was getting better, but he started out slow as well this year, right? So I think more than anything else, I just think the construction of this team simply isn't good enough. Uh, Farhan, can we switch gears to the NFL draft? Uh, and you're all over this, especially the Canadian-born players that could go. And the top Canadian for the draft this year in the NFL is a poor Coquitlam native. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, Javon Holland? Yeah, you know, Javon Holland is a really, really unique athlete, right? I mean, this guy can do it all. And, you know, when you get players that are potentially guys that are between positions, regardless of sport, sometimes you can look at them and say, hey, that guy's a tweener. He's not really good. He's not great there, and he's not great there. So let's see if we can kind of manufacture something out of it. And that's not the case with Javon Holland. He is very good at a number of different skills, and I think he can help a number of teams um, in, in many different ways. Ultimately, I think this guy's going to be a safety. Uh, he could also be a slot corner because he's got very good coverage skills. You know, heck, the guy was a, an all-conference receiver in high school, and when he was at Oregon, had he gone back for the 2020 season rather than opt out, they were going to put some offensive stuff together for him to play on both sides of the ball. He's that athletic. Uh, you know, he made a great impact at a young age there, played as a true freshman, I think he's going to walk into an NFL team, Rick, this season, and he's going to start right away. Because some, for whatever reason, safety has become a bit of a devalued position in football, at least in the draft, right? So guys will take corners high, but they won't necessarily take safeties high. And, you know, so you look at guys like the University of Washington's produced some guys, Buda Baker and Taylor Rapp, who are second-round picks and have walked right in and started day one. I think Javon Holland can do the same thing. He can walk right in and make an impact at the safety position. Really good ball skills, great range, uh, tackles well. There's, just, there's not a lot of flaws in his resume. Okay, the Seahawks have only three picks in the draft. The first one's in the second round. That's going to be 56th overall. What do you see them doing? Well, look, I think they still need to improve their offensive line. And I think that because there's so many you know, quarterbacks and receivers and others that have kind of been elevated in the draft, I think there's going to be some pretty solid offensive linemen that get pushed down a little bit. Now, the Seahawks only have three picks in the draft, right? So if it goes this way, and John Schneider certainly talked about potentially trying to trade to acquire some additional picks, I don't think they're going to try to trade into the first round. They're happy with the ability to say that Jamal Adams is their first-round pick because, of course, they gave that pick up to get him. Um, their first pick is, is in the second round, and then they also gave up their third-round pick in the Adams deal. So they'll probably try to trade to get some more draft assets later on. Fifth or Five picks is the lowest they've ever had, so if they wind up sticking with three, it's going to be really low, and we know the Seahawks have, necess- have, have generally traded back and have moved down in the draft, so I don't think they're worried about not having a first-round pick. But they added some offensive linemen in the offseason. It's still thin. I think they could really upgrade at the offensive line, and I think they need some better receivers, right? I mean, I'm not convinced 
at either the receiver or tight end position, they're good enough. So I think they can add some receiving depth, a legitimate third target at receiver, maybe an upgrade at the tight end position. So, you know, uh, I'd like to see that. And then the third area they can improve at is corner, right? Because when you lose uh, Dunbar and, and obviously Griffin, um, those are hard guys to replace. So I like what they've got at safety, but I think they need to upgrade at corner in that order. Line one, receiver two, corner three. Round one of the NFL draft uh, today. We're talking with Farhan Lalji. Uh, Farhan, uh, this draft is uh, heavy at the top end with quarterbacks. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields uh, out of Ohio State. Does any uh, uh, of those three quarterbacks have a chance of outperforming Trevor Lawrence at the NFL level? Um, that's a good question in terms of outperforming. Now, number one, Trevor Lawrence is by far the best quarterback in this draft. He is by far the most pro-ready player in this draft. You've got to go back to look at guys like Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning to find another guy that is this ready for this opportunity. So I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to fail. He is as can't-miss as it gets. So outperform is, is kind of a tough one. But I do think that You've got a guy in Zach Wilson who's got a tremendous ceiling. And whether it's Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance from North Dakota State, all of them have have great ceilings. I think in in Wilson's case, he's got the highest floor as well relative to those other three. So Wilson's going to be a guaranteed second pick by the Jets. It's the other three guys, Lance Jones and Fields, at the third spot that I'm trying to wrap my head around because the word is that San Francisco traded up to the third pick to get Mac Jones, which is bizarre to me because they could have got him later. They could have got him around the 10 spot. They didn't need to give up what they gave up if Mac Jones is the pick. And we think Mac Jones could be the pick. This is the quarterback from Alabama because Kyle Shanahan really wants structure. He wants a guy to do exactly what he's told and, and know what he's going to get. But he's kind of got that guy in Jimmy Garoppolo if and when he could ever stay healthy. So why you'd trade up to get Mac Jones doesn't make sense to me, whereas Fields and Lance, those guys have got big-time ceilings, can do so many extra things. If I had the third pick, I would take Justin Fields from Ohio State in a heartbeat. You know, the guy has, has delivered. He came in with a lot of expectations. He's met those expectations at a high level at Ohio State. Uh, I like what he's done. He should be the third pick. And if it happens to be Mac Jones, then it tells you what kind of an ego that Kyle Shanahan has. Okay, Fran, before we let you go, uh, will the CFL be up and running in August? Yeah, I absolutely believe it will be. Um, you know, uh, talking to people in and around the league, I, I think they they were conservative with the date that they picked that August 4th, 5th weekend, because I think they're sure that by then they're going to get both government approval, uh, not just for return to play, but for fans in a limited capacity in the majority of their stadiums. So I'm optimistic. You know, when you see teams like Edmonton hire a bunch of front office staff and other teams are, are talking about the same, I think there's a real belief and a desire that these guys are going to find a way to play this season, and, and they need to. Uh, you know, and Rick, I know you're close to it as well. I know you're hearing the same things, but... Um, uh, I'm pretty confident that we're going to have CFL football this season, and it'll it'll be fun to get into. We've got that draft next Tuesday as well, so should be a lot of fun. We finally get you on the show. Don't be a stranger. We'll get you on uh, real soon. Thanks, Farhan. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, guys. All, all the best, Farhan Lalji, uh, TSN. Okay, uh, let's let's take a break. You have something? Nope. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, the BC Lions, I, I'm going to agree yeah, okay. with uh, Farhan. I, I do believe they'll get uh, up and running, and I, I, I believe uh, that the BC Lions will be playing in August sometime. Let, let, let's hope so. Um, some more Canuck news. Uh, Colin is going to be in the Canuck lineup yep. wearing number 78 tonight, 430 in Toronto in the wake of that 6-3 loss 
in Ottawa. Uh, we'll, we'll deal with some more Canuck news after the break. Okay, okay you got let, it. Let, let, let's do that. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team. Our thanks to Farhan. White spot all over the show today, sponsoring all of our guests on Thursday. And our poll question, black truffle cheese and mushroom burger. Rick, I know you love the black uh, truffle cheese, and especially the mushrooms on that burger. Oh, the mushrooms. Try White Spot's new adventurous burger lineup. After all, burgers are kind of our thing. On now for a limited time at White Spot. We're going to see you soon. Both all right. Uh, very simple, folks. Uh, what's the Canucks' number one uh, issue right now on the ice? Uh, COVID, fatigue, Patterson's absence, coaching, or they're not good enough. This is a runaway. Uh, they're not good enough. 63.9%, 979 votes. They are not good enough. So who does that fall on? Well, it, it, it's not on ice, but management. That's right. Who compiled the... Uh, Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it right. Who compiled the roster? Okay, you've got some business. Well, first of all, our friend Glenn Ringdahl contacted you about yeah. a Canuck event. Yeah, Glenn's a good friend of ours, uh, going, former BC Lions president, good pal of ours. Uh, hey, Don and Rick, would you please promote fans to watch the Canucks uh, Country Rocks tonight at 7 online? This is a big fundraiser for Canucks Alumni Foundation for Mental Health Program. I, I'm going to tell you something about the Canucks Alumni. The best in the National Hockey League. Uh, Glenn and, and Darcy Rhoda, our good pal, all these guys do a tremendous job with the uh, Canucks alumni. It's one of the best in the NHL. Agreed. Yeah. And, and normally that event would be, is it at the Commodore? They, they, they used to hold it, and it's tr- tremendous. Okay, so just simply log on to uh, Canucks uh, Country Rocks on Internet, sign up, and watch a terrific concert by local and uh, not so local country musicians. That's from Glenn. I'm reading the. I Can mean, you read the, it with uh, some passion, please. No, I, I, I got eyes. It's far away. That's why you know I got to go like that. It's uh, a computer okay. now. Uh, uh, Iron Kingdom. Sorry. Go uh, ahead. Well, I was just going to say we're showing the tweet right now. VancouverCanucksAlumni.com. That's it. Slash hey, CCR twenty twenty one. That logo there is better than the whale. The the, the whale. Honestly, hey. the Canucks should have that in the front of their jerseys. They all come <laughs> kind of a cowboy hats. Yeah, boots. Chaps? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Can I, can I get in my pals? Okay. Get in so your here what? We go. My pals. Okay. What did you say? Yeah, what did you lift up the cop I again. thought you said bells. Well, you got a hearing problem. I know that. Can, Iron can I get Kingdom. in this? Iron Kingdom. Passion. Folks. Passion. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Uh, Sports Nutrition is a proud uh, Iron Kingdom. Sports Nutrition, a proud independent beasting company. That's what I love about these guys. High quality, strong, and great tasting supplements. You can order online at ironkingdom.com and use the promo code double D. Double D. 15. Donnie and Dolly. Yeah, that's what it's for. The double D, the, it stands for Donnie sure. and uh, Dolly. Uh, double D, 15 off. Uh, just say that, uh, promo code, and you get 15% off. Okay, so Cole, and thanks for that. Uh, again, yeah. our thanks to our, our friends Kingdom. at Iron Kingdom. Um, we talked about Cole then being inserted into the Canucks uh, lineup, and if you watched last night's game, uh, you know why. There were a lot of problems with uh, uh, the gentleman that uh, Travis Green iced last night, so... Uh, one of the kids gets in, into the lineup wearing number uh, 78. Yeah. But I don't know what it is with this show. I think maybe we're good luck. Remember we had Troy Stetcher on a couple of weeks ago? He scored two goals. He scored a couple of goals before, before we had him on for, for the interview. And then we have Jonah Gadjevich on earlier this week, and he'd been in a bit of a slump, even though he leads the comments or games. led the com- comments yeah. with 12 goals. What happened last night? So Jonah Gadjevich, two goals, including the overtime winner, uh, 14 goals in 18 games this year. He is the best story in Utica this year, no question. Two on comments over Syracuse, and Syracuse yeah. kicked them on Sunday. And he scored, didn't he score on his brother-in-law? 
it, it, that was the story last night. It was his brother-in-law, his future brother-in-law, is in net for the other team. He scored twice on him last night. Okay. Also, tidbits uh, you didn't know. No, I I, I didn't know that. I, I, but that's you got to dig deep for that stuff. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> There's been other brother-in-law combinations uh, throughout uh, pro hockey, but we'll get into that on another show. Okay. Uh, also, we should mention that, and this is a, a player that I think represents. And we just took a shot at Canuck management seconds ago. Yep. But I think a player that represents a solid move by Jim Benning early on in his tenure, Ryan Miller, who played three, again, I'll use the word solid seasons uh, w- with the Canucks. Um, he's retiring after 18 NHL seasons. The number one winningest goaltender among American goaltenders, Ryan Miller. And if you ask Thatcher Demko, uh, growing up, who did he want to be like? I'm pretty sure the the name Ryan Miller would have popped up. I mean, he's an inspiration for a lot of American goaltenders. And uh, three years in Vancouver, 214 to 217, won a Hobie Baker Olympic MVP in Vezina. Uh, Ryan Miller, uh, also a great interview. I, I thought in Vancouver he was. No, he was. <laughs> no, he was. No, no question. No, but he I was. I know what's going through Ryan's mind right now. What? Well, one time we had Ryan on, and it, it, it it's and I think he was ill, right? And it sounded like he might have been in, in bed when he was doing the interview. Okay. It was a thoughtful, intelligent interview. Sometimes that happens. It was kind of like when you were doing that read earlier yeah. for, for uh, Canucks Country Rocks, yeah. you know, kind of the same amount of enthusiasm. <laughs> in other words, not much. Then we had him live yeah. at Canucks, uh, was it Dice and Ice? Tremendous. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Really smart guy. And, and by the way, he is, we mentioned him being the all-time winningest U.S. goaltender, 43rd all-time, make that 14th all-time amongst all goaltenders with 380 wins. And he is ahead of people. Like, like, would you guess that Ryan Miller would have more wins than Billy Smith, Bernie Perron, wow. Dominic Kasich? But he wow. does. There's, there's a little tidbit for you that yeah. you didn't know, big guy. I did not know that. I did not know that. But uh, Ryan Miller's going to call it quits. After this year, and you know what? Since Vancouver, though, Ryan, uh, Donnie, he's been kind of living off of uh, one-year deals. Mm-hmm. You know, with the and just surviving. Well, he's older, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and he's just kind of been kind of like us here. Yeah, he's got plucking away on one-year deals. You know, so do you know who's forty-third all-time Who? in, in wins? I mean, Who? that's pretty impressive. Who? Just, just take a wild guess. Uh, we brought up his name earlier. He's starting tonight earlier today in, in Toronto. He's starting Fred, tonight uh, in Toronto. <laughs> Okay. Braden Holpe. Oh, Holpe. Holpe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 43rd. Canucks. Holby. Yeah. I was thinking Leafs goalie for, when you said Washington. Uh, for no, I, w- I wouldn't have guessed that uh, either. Braden Holpe, 43rd all time wow. in wins. But uh, congratulations, Ryan Miller, outstanding uh, a career in the National Hockey League. And of course, what else we remember about Ryan Miller is is what? At Hockey Canada Place, he was the goaltender that Sidney Crosby That's beat right. in, in 2010. Then he, he went was. on to play for the Canucks. Who would have thought, though? That oh, you're you're awake. You're out of your snit. I was never in one. I was never. Yeah, in you one. were in 2010. Yeah, watching that game. That you know what? Uh, from this point going forward, the current Canadian goaltender and goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks is going to mention at one point his contract sucks, and the guy at the other end will mm. start for the Vancouver Canucks for a number of years. Just just one of those bizarre things you never you never thought about. And in and, and Vancouver, you know, goalie graveyard, blah blah blah. I mean. Pretty stable run of goaltenders since the Wongo got traded here. Really, mm-hmm. when you think about it, I mean, although it's a it wasn't that, he that stable when you think about it in 2011, no, with the no, Schneider Luongo no. controversy going on. But you talk about something bizarre. Ryan Miller, uh, you know, ending up playing for for the Canucks after what happened at um, 
at Rogers Arena in 2010 pales in comparison to Mike Keenan and Mark Messier yeah, joining the Canucks fair. three, four years yeah. after what happened in 94. Nothing compares yeah. to that. That was the theater of the bazaar in so many ways. You remember the fight, Miller in Toronto? Who, yeah. who, who was he helping out there? Tanev? No. Stetcher. Stetcher. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Stetcher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Murphy just posted. Uh, yeah, he tweeted the gift from that night. Yeah. 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 So. And again, like, you know, we, we've heard a lot during the Jim Benning tenure about, you know, we want good guys in the room and lead the way and blah, blah, blah. He was definitely one of those guys. Yeah, he was I criticized at first. Yeah, he because, was. But, you know, the, well, you, you wondered if he was in that league, that run of good goaltenders. Turned out pretty good at the end. And he was on a group here that was not good. Yeah. He was part of that. Although they made the playoffs the first year. Yep. But, I mean, they went through some hard times, and he was a pro for the most part here. I, I think. I he was think, getting tired of losing at the end. You yeah, for tell. sure. Yeah, he was getting tired of losing because it. Uh, goaltenders. It, it, he is coming up along with DTMZ. But for Is It Just Me, you can text us. You can text us on any subject you want. 604-200-9494. Big Ride the Twitter guy. Big Ride the Twitter guy brought to you by Arbutus RV. Whatever your adventure, we've got an RV for it. Visit Arbutus RV, uh, dot CA. Again, a reminder. You're kind of low today as well. You're, you see, you no, see, uh, there's no energy all. there like him. Not at all. No, not at all. Uh, I want to remind everyone, as always, at Donnie and Dolly is the Twitter account for the show, uh, where you can find all the clips, podcasts, Dolly while talking ham, whatever you want. It's at uh, Donnie and Dolly. The Twitter account and on Facebook now as well and I, YouTube. I apologize for my laughing fit yesterday. This guy makes me laugh. Yeah, but no, ham. you can say anything. Just one word. It was ham. I accidentally said ham instead of am, and you had a laughing snit. It was but only you, a fifteen-minute laughing snit. I don't think it was that big. <laughs> of a deal. Half the show. You did bring up a good point, though. About ham. For, for whatever reason, ham is a funny word. And I don't, I don't think, know why. I don't think ham as a food gets enough respect in large part because it's a funny sounding word. Yeah. Like you tell me, you're, you're at the Christmas table. Yeah. Uh, ham versus turkey. Turkey. Yeah, turkey I, you know, yeah. I, my apologies to all the vegetarians out there. You go turkey? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Most, I, I think ham is making uh, a comeback. No, but here's the thing. What's easier comeback. to cook? What are you more likely to have? Ham. Yeah. So that's why I go turkey. Turkey's tough. That's what I mean, though. I remember the first time I made a turkey dinner. It was up north. Okay. okay. Yeah. You got the moose call there? No, no. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and the, you know what? I had new respect for my mom. It wasn't about cooking. It was the time. No, that's Getting the, thing. the vegetables, yeah. potatoes, yeah. the dessert. It was like crazy. I'm Have sweating. everything warm. I was sweating hot. more than I was yesterday after the ham incident. Or in the studio, usually. Yeah, I, I, it, it is the timing thing more than anything. Kelsey and I haven't had, my fiance Kelsey and I, haven't had the dinner yet, like mm. haven't hosted the dinner yet. We got a condo in Cloverdale. It's small. Oh, it's Rick, and I look, Rick and I look forward it's, to that. It's a closet, basically. I don't have enough crown. There's not enough crown in Cloverdale to have Rick over. But uh, Well, you don't have enough scotch either. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all gone. That's another story. Inside joke, I apologize. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a very good point. But I, I kind of look forward to the day of hosting the big dinner, though, to be honest with you. The, I, I look forward to well, the Well, that'll challenge. change. Yeah, no, New respect that's for a good point. your mother and father and everybody else. Yeah. No, that is a good point. Okay, everybody out there who hosts big events like that. Yeah, no, definitely. And hey, we all look forward to the day we can have a big family dinner or get together yes, at home there again. You go. By the way, as well. good point. Uh, okay, uh, let's get to Twitter. It of course is NFL Draft Day today in Cleveland, Ohio, near the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of course, okay. Uh, Ohio. 
Um, and th- th- I, the talk around this draft is becoming more about a player that's already in the league than any of the players that are going to be drafted. Jimmy G, the kids call him. Adam Schefter with the latest from ESPN. The fact that multiple teams are expected to contact the Niners today to inquire about the availability. That's availability of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo per sources. As of early this morning, the chances of him being traded are, in the words of one source, remote. Hmm. Let's see if anything changes in the next 72 hours. Of course, Ross Tucker on the show yesterday, he believes... That's what New England's going to do to fix their quarterback problem. They're not going to draft one. They're going to go and reacquire Jimmy Garoppolo from the Niners. And there was a report out of New England yesterday, actually, by uh, by uh, Dale Arnold of Nesson that he is hearing that they are talking to the Niners about reworking his contract and bringing him back to New England. It's just so it's such a bizarre situation how how it kind of all soured there. Like he got to Sam Fran, it seemed good, then he got injured early. But so there's there, there's that. a million then, stories out there like that. But then he gets paid. He got the big contract. And but, just, but uh, to, not to his defense uh, uh, necessarily, but he's got a big endorsement out there, and we all know what that is. I'm not talking about a, a commercial endorsement. I'm talking about an endorsement from another team, a team that he used to play for. Yeah, well. We had Ross Tucker on the show yesterday. Bill Belichick apparently interested in getting – Jimmy G back. Yeah, as I just said, uh, you weren't listening to me. I wasn't. I, I, I wasn't. I actually <laughs> wasn't. It, it is. It is. Looking, somebody's ripping into our show here. Well, just, we get ripped okay. all the time. Not a surprise. It, it is. It is definitely an endorsement, but it also adds to the long list of coaches and players that have left New England. Whether it's called, if you want to just talk about quarterbacks, and of course I'm removing Tom Brady from yeah. this because he's done okay with Tampa winning a Super Bowl since he left. But guys leave, and, you know, they're the backup to Brady or whatever, like Garoppolo was, and, oh, yeah, he's the next. And it just doesn't work out. They leave Matt New Castles. England. And it's, right. Yeah. It just doesn't work out. And the same the thing's co- happened with coaches, too. right? Yeah. I mean, we've seen Matt Patricia's time this in Detroit. It's scary that said, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, for yeah. once, we are. Uh, it's just something about New England and that system. When you well, leave it, it doesn't necessarily always well, we, work. We just talked about Ross Tucker, who's... Going to be an NFL undrafted. regular for, uh, for us, uh, uh, undrafted, seven years in the NFL. One of his stops was in New England. All the respect in the world for yeah. Bill Belichick. Yeah. I know that's an obvious thing uh, to say, but you know he, it's not like Ross was a superstar on those teams. No, definitely. So, and, and he can see why they're so successful. Uh, one other NFL draft-related note from Brian McCarthy, NFL's PR guy, at NFL PR guy on Twitter. Each of the 12 prospects here in Cleveland for the NFL draft, so there's only 12 guys going, of course, with COVID and just all that, not as many guys. Each of them will have their own family pod backstage. Mm. Here's Alabama quarterbacks Mac Joneses, and that's the photo of his. It's pretty nice. Do they pick the furniture? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm going to say no. My question is, what happens with all the furniture? Is it rental? Obviously. Like just, it you going to buy it for one night? Mm. Well, I don't know. Or do they auction it, it off? It looks pretty good. It's, it doesn't look it, cheap. It, no, for sure. Like, it's but so, there is, there's furniture rental companies. Yeah, remember, so, is anybody out there in Vancouver remember Granada? Remember uh, Granada no, rentals, furniture rentals? No. no. Used to have stories, you, you could, if you're short-term rental situation or whatever, you, you wanted mm. furniture for a short period of time, you could rent it. I'm sure there's other companies well, I'm out there. Like movies, TV. Yeah. You know, they got to have the Staging when you're right, selling exactly. a house. So I think that's probably what this scenario See, I, is. I, I, I liked last year. I liked seeing where the agents were, where the GMs were. Sometimes their kids or dogs would make an appearance. Yeah. I, I, I like that. that It'll miss something this year. I like that. I thought maybe they'd just go that way. 
this year. Yeah. Even though things are a little bit looser right now. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that last year. Seeing them with, with their families, that'll be the case here. But there was something really special. Maybe because we didn't expect much yeah. last year. There's something really special with them being at home or their agent's place or whatever yeah. the case may be. And, you know, the interaction between family members, young family members, pets, that sort of thing. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and the NHL draft is not too far away, guys. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They only invited 12 guys to this, 12? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know for sure how many they invited. Yeah, they I thought it was 13. 12 but... going, yeah. according to Brian McCarthy. Right. I thought it was 13 as well, so yeah. I'm not sure what happened there. But uh, they've got 12 guys in attendance that have confirmed to be there. So... Again, whether or not they invited a lot more, and this is just what they ended up with, I'm not sure. Yeah, we, we went, one uh, Canadian we didn't mention with Farhan was uh, Chuba Hubbard out of uh, yeah. Oklahoma State University. Where's she University. expected to go? What uh, f- not exactly sure. I think, I, I think well, it's beyond the second Javon round. Holland is expected to go somewhere between the second and fourth round. Yeah. I believe the same is true of Chuba, uh, in part because he, his last season was injury-riddled. Right. Correct. And, and Javon, really impressive uh, piece on, on, on both uh, players, both Holland and... And yep. Hubbard on TSN. And Holland's dad played uh, in the CFL with the BC Lions. Yeah. Yep. Okay, one other thing. Uh, some news here locally in Vancouver over the last 24 hours. We talked about it earlier this week on the show, and now it's been confirmed. Last night, Vancouver City Council approved FIA's Formula E car race starting in 2022. This, of course, is a race with battery-powered electric vehicles mm-hmm. uh it's and it's not just a race by the way either there's a big concert uh, surrounding it a summit on the future of uh clean technologies yep. and electronic technology conference, yeah a, a, a conference uh it's a massive event they're they're looking at almost four thousand jobs it's going to provide into the city all locally which we need right now all of it and not i heard right now, i, I can't remember future. one of the council members after the meeting last night was quoted as saying like this this you know in terms of coming out of a pandemic and all of that, and hopefully we, we are right there, this could not be a better thing to have. Like that yeah. This is, this is a, a, an event, a big event that's going to draw crowds. Uh, it's like 70% of the tickets are locally bought as well. Mm. So you're looking at you know, a big investment within the community here, such as people flying in from all over the place. Stands erected for 56,000 spectators. Now, what do you think it's going to be like when the Lions get back, Canucks get back, uh, the E-event, all of that? Um, what will the thinking be? Will it be, man, I'm, I'm so happy to, the, that, that I can go into a crowd now and see a big event. I've missed that so much. Or will it be, I don't want to go in a big crowd. I, I, you know, I'll watch well, the event do you have on the vac- Have you been vaccinated or I, not? I know, but maybe people will st- – their memories yeah. are still fresh yeah, with, yeah. with the, the COVID memories. Will they still feel a little bit – I think um, the majority will be the first afraid. one. Afraid. Yeah. The majority I, I, I'm, will be the, I'm with you. Because like, I, I feel like people are itching right now. You know, to chomping at the bit. I mean, like right. the Lions, if they start in August, how many at BC plays? Five right. or seven thousand. Right. And hey, and this event has going for it what the Canadians have going for them. People love being outside, right? Yes. And yes. the fact yes. that this is outside, I think, is going to draw a lot of people in beautiful downtown Vancouver here. And, and you don't necessarily to enjoy it. Sorry, Ryan, but you, to, to enjoy it, anybody who remembers the Molson Indy, you don't have to be in the stands. Yeah, you don't have to be there. You can be milling no. about. Uh, the, uh, the, the, you can even talk with some of the drivers. They're incredibly accessible. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case here, 
but it's it's pretty special. When you go into the pits and just see see the technology, that that's a big big part of it. A lot of people feel it's almost better than watching the the uh, the event, the race itself. And earlier this week, uh, Formula One scratching the Canadian Grand Prix for the second year in a row in Montreal. Not really a surprise with the third wave Canada's yep. dealing with, and also you know the border issue and everything surrounding it. It's not a huge surprise. If you haven't seen it, by the way, and I know a lot of people have talked about it, I've finally finished the Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix, and it's outstanding. I really enjoyed it. I didn't know... I knew next to nothing about Formula One. I still don't know a ton. I know a bunch of drivers now, and I know more than I did, but the sport itself and the interaction with the fans and all of that is fantastic. Like, it's... And I was somebody that was... I I went to a Molson Indy, but I was super young, so, like, my memories aren't, like, huge... But it was it's a great watch if you haven't seen it on Netflix. Absolutely. Check it out. Some great movies regarding car racing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Ron Howard's Rush being one of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, so the Formula E race coming in twenty twenty two. We'll see what that looks like. Uh up next, we talk Canucks. We talk you got something? No, I got nothing. Uh, That's just good. somebody on, on the text lines asking for uh uh Nikita Triumph can update. I, I can give one if you guys allow it. Well uh, but then I gotta queue up the music. So you wanna do it later? Do it later. We'll do it later. Uh, 604-294-94. It's, it's good you're paying attention to what <laughs> we were you. just talking Thank about. Thank you for that. See, Six. the people want a Nikita Triumph can update. I got to give it. 604-294-94 is the text <laughs> inbox if you want to reach us here on the show. Uh, we're going to reach John Shannon next to talk Canucks, to talk NHL, our regular Thursday insider, John Shannon, here next with you guys. Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Donnie and Dolly for all the latest show content. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply.